1: Today's daily definition is for the term pentimento, which refers to the changes that an artist makes throughout the process of completing their work. Good morning, video games. Welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games Hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo, and with me as always... Ben Vanel here, Tommy. Coming out the other side
2: of the old C-19. <laughs> the dreaded bug, it got me. Mm. But baby, I'm a ready to go for a walk around the block. All right. I'm ready to do it. And <laughs> a man who famously hates going for walks... It's Adam cool. Knox. I, I'm I'm old. I'm the
0: opposite of J Lo because I <laughs> fucking hate the block. That's right. If you have anything, to, uh, Jenny? Not from nothing to do with the block, and that Scott, hasn't changed since Scott the Cam, beginning. He's on your shit list. You <laughs> hate the block. I <laughs> sick of it. Uh, the only type of block I like is a one that has Cadbury written on the front of it. Oh yes, don't What's- mind that.
2: What's your guys' favourite Cadbury block of chocolate? Ooh. Uh,
0: I don't know. They're all pretty good. They all just taste like chocolate. No, you're insane.
1: uh, I like a kind of... Is there one you can get that's got like a kind of a a strawberry filling? What's the like... Pretty Probably crazy s- strawberry for the question flavor? to
0: be what's your favorite one? And then to ask, is there one you can get with <laughs> strawberry filling? Because if there is, that would be my favorite. But I've obviously never had it because of this question that I'm asking.
1: <laughs> well, I don't eat a lot of chocolate, but you know, the the freddo's that have the bits of strawberry in the middle of them. Yeah. Is there like a Cadbury oh, yeah. block equivalent of that? You get I get think like there is. Yeah. I don't know if snack. they do a full block sure. of it,
0: but you get them as a as a part of snack. Right. Uh, if I you want to talk blocks, Come talk to
2: the toilet of mine that gets blocked from all the chocolate that I eat. <laughs> I love a Black Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, I like you a, I like a crunchy. Mm-hmm.
0: Crunchy's good.
2: You know what? People have been going on about this caramilk, and I've never tried it. Have you guys <laughs> tried the milk? No. Nah. Mate, welcome to fucking...
0: 2019. <laughs> People have been got. Ah, oh, you heard about this Uber thing? It's pretty crazy. Everyone says it's easier than taxis, mate. caramel's old news.
2: What is it? Is it just caramel flavour? It's yeah. It's white chocolate, but slightly more caramelly. Oh, okay. I hate white chocolate. Really? It tastes um, like white chocolate. Yeah. I like white chocolate. Uh, I reckon the top three carambly blocks for me are Black Forest, crunchy, and marble. And marble. Interesting. Marble, they they kicked out for like seven years, but they brought it back into the fold. You share your
0: favourite chocolates with like a 73-year-old woman. (laughs) That is what I would imagine hers to be. Can't eat the crunchy ones anymore because of her teeth.
1: (laughs) Guys, we uh, may as well not even do the rest of the episode because now that we've had this kind of discussion, doesn't mm. matter what kind of like insightful critique we have of games that came out, what unique spin we have on the news, now that we've talked about snack foods, that's the only kind of correspondence we're going to get for the rest of the week. That's, that's, that's true. it. That's all people care about. Is conversations like this, but anyway, uh, big news of this week. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto said that they're actually called a scallop and not a potato cake. So uh, <laughs> let's get into he it. He said boys. it
0: on his seventieth birthday, which <laughs> <laughs> happened this week. You know, someone, yeah, got him a got him a cake, and he said that's actually a birthday scallop. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going down the street for a uh, palmy.
0: <laughs> oh uh, yeah, did you did you see that? The big the big Mari- Mario's dad turned seventy. I
1: actually didn't see this.
2: He's yes? Seventy years old, young. Yep.
1: Wow. It's
2: his favorite chocolates? Black Forest. Crunchy marble. Uh, yeah. He's a man with fantastic
1: taste.
0: He likes Black Forest because it reminds him of when he used to explore the Black Forest <laughs> behind his house as a child. I reckon that German. might be
1: the most the most referenced video game fact on this show. I think I feel like it comes yeah. up every third episode at least.
0: I, I feel like of all like out anywhere as well. It's like that and the Donkey Kong's name was different to begin with. Yep, those are your the, those are the go to
2: did you knows. Yep, sure, absolutely. Oh, and Super Mario Two was like actually. Doki Doki A Panic. Game, yeah. True. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that's the top three, I reckon. Big My um, top three favorite video game facts. <laughs> Finally, Black we're Forest. back on topic. <laughs> Crunchy.
0: Um, well, yeah. It, it, speaking at like so. Happy birthday, Shigeru Miyamoto. Happy, happy birthday. News. Some sad news this week. Uh, Kevin Conroy, who voiced Batman in the animated series and in the Arkham games, which is why I bring it up here. Yeah. He passed away, sixty
2: six years old. Yeah, um, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic Batman voice. Good like, Batman voice. Genuinely
0: iconic. Um, uh, those uh, like I never watched that much of the animated series, the Arkham games. Part of why they worked so well is having him and having Mark Hamill in the Joker as well. Like that, yes, really, really. Uh, it was good to get to spend that much time with that Batman.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Hamill's you know, in the cartoon too, isn't he? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. He's, yep.
0: yeah they're both uh, animated series guys. That's yeah. a
1: cool move that they just kind of brought those guys across, even though mm. stylistically they've gone something for, for something pretty different, but just being like, mm. yeah, you know what? That's the best take on it. Let's get these two in.
0: Means that his uh, last performance as Batman was in multiverses, I'm pretty sure.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah,
0: is, yeah. You know, not every story ends the way we want it to. <laughs> no, that's true. But, uh, but yeah, rest yeah. in peace. Well, rest in, in some peace, uh, Kevin.
1: In some happier news, there'll Pretty be a few devs out the there. Sorry.
0: Just the fact that Gotham Knights came out and this whole thing is like Batman is dead and then...
2: Oh, uh, yeah. That's a bit weird. Ooh. That is weird. It's good conspiracy theory.
0: Yeah, yeah Gotham Knights killed <laughs> both my interest in video games because of its rote nature.
1: <laughs> and
0: uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. What were you saying? In happy
1: news, there'll be uh, there'll be a few devs celebrating with their nominations for the oh, <laughs> the only awards ceremony in any media that is completely legitimate and uh, yeah, <laughs> worth a damn. The Shaking game awards. up a
0: bottle of
2: Mountain Dew, pouring it all over each other. Oh,
1: so uh, this has
2: to be the most still the most transparently just about advertising of any awards show that's ever existed, right? It's. So disgusting that it's funny.
0: Like I often get annoyed at things that are this like blatantly corporate and this one Mm -hmm. doesn't do it to me for some reason because it's like so mustache twirling villain that you're like, good for you. I kind of respect
1: it a bit more because like, yeah, all award shows are that to a degree, but Mm -hmm. because they've been around a lot longer, they are now steeped in some kind of like, you know, fake... Reverie prestige. and, and yeah, prestige, yeah. yeah, whereas this is, like, it's way more recent and so it kind of has to come out of the gates and be a bit more, like, there's no, like, yeah, there's no way of tricking people and kind of, like, subtly betting this stuff in. It's like, yeah, everyone's right. paying to be here. So, I don't know, yeah. kind of.
0: And getting your fucking Game of the Year trophy from the chick Hydrobot, you know, like, there's yeah. not. Yeah. And th- I, it's it game of the year awards are so weird because for a while they're calling your game the game of the year edition the year after when you put it out with the DLC mm. it was the big thing that every game would do because there are six hundred thousand video game publications right so a lot of games get a game of the year right we do a game of the year right. the Astro oh, Bot yeah. was the game of the year as far as I was concerned <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah like you know that it it yeah it is it's 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 a weird thing but for whatever reason i guess because of profile they 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 get treated seriously and it's uh, a few obvious picks and a, it's a weird a weird spread in some ways
2: yeah yeah i think everyone knew even before god of war ragnarok came out that that would be a, nomina- a nominee mm-hmm. elden ring obviously pretty obvious um pick um horizon forbidden west i mean i guess that did well like it has It does have its player base, and it did well critically. I really like that game. And it's good. It's a good game. I don't know that it felt to me like it had a cultural impact, but, you know, whatever. That's not always the point. Um, And then three games that I could not have predicted would have been on this list. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, uh, Stray, which was a good game, but again, it's like it was a smaller game, and I personally thought there were a lot stronger indies that came out, and then uh, a Plague Tale Requiem, which, um, yeah, I guess Knox and I we played that first one, didn't didn't super love it, but people are saying that this is a fantastic game, so. Mm. I've been interested
0: in that one, uh, definitely. Like, it feels like it's such a sequel to the first that you would have to go back and and maybe play the first or you know Mm. just watch a recap or whatever. But, like, that one doesn't strike me as weird because it is getting a positive reception, even though I haven't played that. Stray, Mm. I straight up don't think is good enough to be on this list. It's fine, it was like an okay, um, indie game that had like a lot of kind of problems with it. I I Mm. remember. I don't remember what we said about it at the time, but the way I'm feeling about it right this second, maybe you've caught me on a bad stray day, <laughs> but the, that game is like not particularly good. I... Yeah, it
2: had it had a super strong aesthetic and, uh, and good writing. I did like that. I remember yeah. liking that. Um, visually it was good, but I do remember, yeah, like the platforming was more just like, it was like linear platforming. You just pressed a button and then you, ju- like it, it wasn't skill-based. It was just like noticing where to go um you liked it a lot more than us though tommy i think
1: i yeah completely disagree i think uh this is a chance of being on my personal um game of the year list at the end of the year i loved it and right yeah i thought it did everything it was trying to do so well i loved the look of it i loved the vibe of it i loved the whole yeah everything it was doing the little story that it told um in terms of like a yeah, if they're if they're going for like a smaller indie game on the list, like I definitely do think there were games that were probably a bit more impressive in that space, like A Cult of the Lamb or something like that. But yeah, I've seen a few people being a bit shocked at this being on there, and I personally, I I totally I totally get it. I I totally can see why it's on there because again, it's yeah, I don't know. It's like it it feels like one of those things where they're just trying to pick sort of something out of each category, and. Mm yeah being like yeah it's had a cool look had a good aesthetic you know yeah i i I get it i i really I really liked it but because yeah,
2: Cause yeah we, for for best indie as well they've got uh cult of the lamb neon white sifu stray and tunic, and yeah, I don't even think stray is the best game out of those uh, no like yeah. I don't yeah, even love neon but white but but I would put that above it and yeah I think cult of the lamb is the best one there personally um but yeah they've got you know best narrative I think has got immortality in there, which I know you really like Knox. Um, Scorn is in there for I think art direction. Like some some of these other games that we've sort of uh, noted ourselves throughout the year are getting recognized in other categories, which is good. But also, yeah, I I I think that it's like P- Pokemon Legends Arceus was better than Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Like it's, I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. obviously all the stuff is
0: subjective like, and I, we don't sure, want to set the precedent before our game of the year episode of <laughs> if you don't like someone's game of the year choices go on and complain about them <laughs> it no, is strange are, to see like <laughs> so. as Xenoblade
1: Chronicles 3 being up against a stray. it's mm. like they may as well be different forms of media you know there's such right. different things that are going for such different things so like yeah stray in a category of yeah, Cult of the Lamb and Tunic and those other ones. All right, that's, you know, they're all kind of operating in the same space, but mm-hmm. totally. yeah. Xenoblade I get being in there it just because it, I guess if you're going, oh, we got to have something from Nintendo in there, it's like, well, that is like the biggest, grandest thing that they put out this year, I guess, mm. you know, like the hundred and something mm. hour RPG. It does kind of feel a little bit like, yeah, just put out like the, you know, the biggest in scope thing that a dev put out.
0: That can you know I, yeah. I was I was enjoying that game, but not enough that I played it all the way through, you know, so, mm. um, hey, yeah, like Ben said, for the final word on game of the Year, <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> to the only publication that doesn't ever have any influence from ads because the we <laughs> yes, we do ads for a shaving company, but we would mm. never stoop to hydrobot levels. <laughs>
1: That would be. I would love for uh, one of our sponsors to just like <laughs> hit us up at the start of December and be like, "Boys, if you want your ad money this month, you've got to give You game of the year <laughs> to Tunic. <laughs> We've got to deal with the developer. <laughs> no Fuck. deal. Nah.
0: No. No. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. That that I don't know if you said the Emmys, uh, not the Emmys, the Grammys. Have a category for uh, best video game soundtrack. Oh, and let me tell you, that is a miscast group of uh, group of picks. There, I'm just looking up what it is again. Here we go. The, um, he, the these are the best five soundtracks from video games and other interactive media at the upcoming next Grammys. First time Aliens, they've ever done this. Right? Fire Team Elite. I don't know oh. if they've done this before. It is the no. first ever. You're right. Yeah. Um. Re- remember we played a bit of that, that third-person aliens co-op game? Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 Do you remember the music from it? N- no, no, not at all. Mm. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dawn of Ragnarok. Okay. Call all of right. Duty Vanguard. Huh. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. And Old World.
2: I wonder yeah. what Old World is. Old
0: World, I assume, is a civilization thing because uh, the guy who could, did composing for it as well is Christopher Tin, who did the, I think, the um, theme song from Civilization 4 that won an Oscar. It's oh. Baba Yetu. Baba Yetu, Yetu,
2: Bada di da da, Yetu, Yetu da da,
3: pa pa pa
2: pa. No, it looks like it's just a game that we never heard of that came out last year. So, weird group. Yeah. 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 Anyway,
0: just thought I mentioned that since we were talking about nominees for things, you know, a nominee for uh best next gen upgrade of the year. Mm. One oh, that could be yeah. Maybe The Witcher 3. Uh,
2: I I think it has a good chance of taking out the title, honestly. Um I'm it's so yeah, field. I'm excited to there. Yeah, I mean, fucking there's been I guess there were a lot last year. I don't I can't remember how many there were this year. But, yeah, I'm excited to uh, to dip back in on The Witcher 3. Uh, great game, love it. And excited to, yeah, to see how much better it looks um, and to have something positive to say about CD Projekt Red, <laughs> un- an unqualified uh, good thing to say about them. Cause I mean, I- hopefully... But you Actually, know what?
0: Like, what if the next-gen upgrade comes out and it fucking breaks the game and oh, it destroys uh, a bunch of shit in there? Oh, uh,
2: the the, the next-gen Cyberpunk next-gen upgrade doesn't work on old consoles. <laughs> the next-gen upgrade, it doesn't work on PS4. <laughs> um, I also saw that the Cyberpunk DLC will be paid, which I don't know that we knew until now. Um,
0: uh, I guess I'd always assume that. I, I get that. It always seemed like the, the the big expansion that they're putting out.
2: Yeah, yeah, F- Phantom Thread or whatever it's called, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd assume that that would be like a, a an expansion. <laughs> right.
1: Phantom Thread expansion for yeah. cyberpunk, <laughs> somehow merging the worlds of cyberpunk and uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> I'd be oh, pretty yeah. down for that. I
0: have yeah. to put together this metal dress that <laughs> I really think you'd be better off leaving me alone during.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, God, he was passive aggressive. First time I saw that movie, I loved it, and I was like, yeah, what a genius!" The second time, I was like, "Just be nice, cunt." <laughs> I don't know. I changed. I changed for the better. It sounds like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if um,
0: like, I have it in me to to do more Witcher three. I ate that game up, mm, but right. I am interested to see what improvements they're making because I'm still a little vague on it. They haven't put out any footage right. or anything of it yet and my understanding of it is the ray tracing is a component for if your PC can handle that, which, by the way, the PC version will automatically be just switching over to this one, but it's oh, like right. just increasing the number of visual options you have. right? Improved textures and stuff like that. It's been some other studio that has been uh, helping them with making this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to get a look at it, but um, mm. I, I, I don't know if I have the, the stamina for... Using it as an excuse to go back to The Witcher 3. Yeah, I mean, person, you know, you can right. play the, the whole, whole game. game. It's, it's such a good game. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: even just, I mean, I got a few hours into it. I'd be keen to just fire it up and, yeah, I don't know if I have like a, it in me to finish out a, a game that's like, you know, a bit old now, another open world thing. But mm. certainly just diving in and, I, I mean, it already looked so good. It's so just like diving in and riding around, getting a look at everything. The yeah. design
0: of everything and like the vibe, I still remember how well done the feeling of wind blowing through the trees was mm. in in that game. It really made you feel like Spider Man. It was like <laughs> such a, it was such a, it, it just real it it the the um atmosphere in that game was one of the best points of it, and yeah, hopefully we'll be um. I, I I always worry a bit with these sort of upgrades and, like, with fidelity increasing that, for me, it sometimes makes you lose a little bit out of that initial thing. Sometimes it can make everything look a bit too clean or yep. a bit, um, mm-hmm. like, like, overdone and can sometimes make things look, like, kind of gaudy in a weird way. Hopefully that doesn't happen with this. Um, we'll see.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it certainly didn't happen with Sonic Frontiers. There was no nothing gaudy about that open world. Um,
0: it's a restrained game.
2: And obviously, uh, you know, director Kishimoto, he listened to Filthy Casuals. He's taking on our feedback. He's taking on our feedback on the game specifically, but also everyone else's. Um, they, yeah, they... Uh, I don't know what they think is going on. <laughs> because they 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 also announced i guess it was oh it was with an IGN Japan uh, interview he um he wanted he wants sonic frontiers to take sonic team to the top of the gaming industry um i i don't i don't know what world the sonic people live in it it's, can't be the real world it's the best selling sonic game in a long time
0: i'm pretty sure and like has the most players on steam and all of that stuff like it's done the best out of a sonic game for for ages.
1: Yeah. Even yeah. critically, people don't outright right. hate it like right. in terms of general um ag- aggregated consensus. But even I think like-
0: even cuz we talked about it last week and I think even out of the 3 of us, you probably hate it the most out yep. of out of us here, the yep. the knuckles of the group. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like I I don't I I think everything almost about it is like in a bubble bad but something about the game has and it's not heart because mm. that's missing from it but there's something about it that's fun and I'm glad that they're listening to feedback because they've got something there that they could spin into something one day maybe. Mm.
1: But them saying I, like I we're going to like tweak it and we're listening. I don't really mm. see what they think they can do. It's not like it's an online multiplayer thing where they're like Oh yeah, okay. It's a bit, you know, it's a bit unfair in the balance of some of these characters. We'll tweak and refine that. Like what what do they think they c- I mean, other than just like fix some of the pop in issues and stuff like that, I, I kinda really don't get what what he thinks that they can do to it. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think that pop in is like definitely something they could straight up fix yeah. about the game. But but yeah, other than that, I assume he's probably thinking forward to the next game or whatever too, a right? sequel like, or a DLC or something. I think so, yeah. But
1: also it's pretty funny where this was the guy, was this the same guy or someone on the team? We talked about this last week where after they showed it off and people that had seen it at that show were like, yeah, it, just, it's, oh, it needs a bit more time in the oven. And he was basically like, fuck off, you just don't get it. We're not listening to this feedback. We're going to do what we want. And then once the game comes out, he's like, Okay, we will be taking on this feedback. It's like yeah, where was this yeah. 6 months ago?
2: He's, yeah, they I said guess... we'll be we are checking out the opinions of the critics and players. As you've pointed out, there are still areas where we are not quite there yet, and we will take this seriously, like a global playtest. So Right. Yeah. And he's,
0: this is another one that he said, I got a lot of energy from everyone's comments. I'm very honored that so many people enjoyed it. After more than 10 years of trial and error, I was finally able to create this work. Open zone is full of possibilities. Sonic games become more interesting. We will continue to challenge ourselves to greater heights. So he's talking about like future, you know, Sonic uh, Sonic frontiers, more like Sonic mid-tiers.
2: Ooh. Has oh, anyone yes. done that joke yet? I Let's don't do. think so.
0: Who am I stealing that from?
2: No, nah, that's an original. That's, a, that's a Nox original
0: fresh as this tomato that I'm getting thrown at me <laughs> by the crowd who heard that joke. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm good for them. Like I, I, I suppose I get the difference between a game that's nearly done and you can't change being like, fuck off. And, a, and, a concept of a game in the future being like okay i'll listen and now you're actually
1: hearing from players and not just people who've spent three minutes with it on a crowded show floor and they're you know getting moved on (laughs) yeah
0: we're hearing sonic fans feedbacks that sonic needs to be even sexier (laughs) in the future (laughs) we can achieve this
1: i mean honestly if they just really did go if they lent in and went full deviant art with him In a weird way, you'd like just going like these are the only people that truly give a fuck about Sonic anymore, right? Let's just give them what they want. I really would respect that. Big
0: (laughs) dick bulge (laughs) in the pants. Sonic Frontiers 2. (laughs) See the hogs
2: hog.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be terrible.
2: Um, but yeah, not appearing on my Game of the Year list. My my top five. Uh, I think bought and paid for. (laughs) (laughs) Shill. Yeah. The one guy who made elect head has paid me off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um well, okay. Let me see. Elect head, right? Yep. Uh I elect to head towards the subject of Mick Gordon. Okay. I pulled it off. Hooray. Elect head um,
2: more like metal head.
0: Yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> fucking shit.
3: <laughs>
0: um yeah, Mick Gordon. Th- so this was happening before we recorded last week, and we didn't end up talking about it because we talked about like Sonic and God of War a bunch. But uh Mick Gordon yeah. Did we ho- not even so-
2: mention it? I thought we mentioned it. I guess we mustn't have.
0: I think we we talked about it before we recorded. Yeah. Right. Um, okay.
2: Mick Gordon was the
0: uh like music person for Doom 2016 mm-hmm. and then was hired again to be that for Doom Eternal. There was a, a mess that two different groups say different things about. One mm-hmm. of those groups is Mick Gordon, who is his own group, and hey. fucking sounds like one after he layers some recordings on top of each other. Great, he's Australian. Yeah, Did he you is. know he
2: was Australian? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got to fucking side with the Aussie.
0: Yeah, it's true.
2: I'm sorry. Chill, chill. I uh, <laughs> watched a watched a
0: long. Uh, it's probably still up on YouTube. Like he does, he's done a bunch of sort of uh, music production tutorials and stuff that I've watched. Oh before. right. He's a clever guy and he's good with music. And mm. uh, Doom's soundtrack, especially 2016, was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, then with Doom Eternal, it's some some shit went wrong. Some people that uh, they they couldn't come to an easy. Um Working relationship with one another, those being Mick Gordon and Id. And so last week Mick Gordon posted his side of things on a medium post mm-hmm. that says it is a fifty-eight minute read up the top. It is a long and detailed Whoa. post with uh, many pieces of evidence bloody, to bloody, back up what Mick is saying.
2: Bloody medium post, more like long post. I've Sonic hey, Sonic Mid tears. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey. hey. like, hey, that's more like a grande if you ask me. All right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> what does venti mean? Just give me a large dick. <laughs> I, uh, but I, d- I do remember, because, yeah, we must have just talked about it in depth <clears throat> off air, because I remember reading through that post, and a lot of his issues were about, like, how um, unreasonable, like, deadlines were being, and, like, last yeah. minute changes like a lot of extra work that he didn't think was necessary he doesn't end up mixing the tracks down which is like you know a pretty key part of delivering a finished product i think he had ended up having to just be like all right guys they're in a dropbox folder you know you fucking deal with it if you're gonna mm-hmm. be like that so and it was it kind sounds of like even. he was quite quite um uh what's the word sort of ended up being quite non-plus by the whole thing uh, it, the, so from his side of things, which, by the way, is a
0: response to um, the director of the game at id, uh, whose name I am trying to remind myself of here. Mr. Doom? Uh, Marty Stratton. It's <laughs> not not Mr. Doom. Okay. Oh. Uh, Marty Stratton posted on Reddit three years ago now um, On the 5th of May, 2020, so that's not three years ago, at 3.35 Australian Eastern Standard Time, Mm -hmm. uh, like this Reddit post, which is such a weird way to kind of like attack your music guy for kind of shitting on Mick Gordon saying the stuff that went wrong with it was his fault because the initial thing that had happened is that they didn't have the soundtrack made. Right. And it was part of a pre-order bonus for like the collector's edition or whatever. So they weren't able to deliver on a product Uh, at the time where they'd started selling it. So that was the initial sort of cause for a lot of the original controversy. Basically, this guy Stratton blamed Mick Gordon and said it's his fault that the record wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. Then Mick Gordon, two years later, and with lots of emails and and sort of, you know, receipts, they'd call them, Mm -hmm. um, says, not the case. It was his fault. He took over and uh, was, was... didn't hasn't paid me for over half of the music. The oh, st- the soundtrack was a mess because they only gave me a contract two days before it was meant to be released. Jesus. All this stuff. It's worth going and having a look at these posts because it's too much to sort of recap accurately here. Right. And then um, today, Id has put out a statement saying, nah, Mick Gordon's misrepresenting it. Mm. uh we stand with the people who work for us crazily well wow, so weird which one of them would you have to pay for the lawyers for that's so weird um
2: yeah said he distorted the truth and like has you know clipped out things that only make him look good which um oh and then they also which it, it, I'm sure may well be true they say like you know Mick Gordon releasing this stuff has caused harassment of the, the you know the staff members that he's right. identified and It's all a big fucking mess. Um,
0: It's such a, like, to say that, though, when the impetus for it is your
2: employee posting a big, long thing two years ago. Completely hypocritical. Absolutely. And also, like, sort of weaponizing this sort of, like, um, yeah, online harassment uh, or anti-online harassment sort of um, tone and tenor and sentiment that, you know, is, is something that we all, you know, support and agree with you know, just to defend this corporation is is it feels pretty gross. Well
0: when when initially like that
2: first post being on Reddit is fucking weird. Yeah. That's unprofessional in the first place. Yeah, totally.
0: So um it's a big mess in a very different way to like the Bayonetta thing recently where Mm. I think um
1: It's kind of the inverse. She kinda came out of nowhere and then this is a guy just like defending himself against like yeah, the mm. employer being like throwing him under the bus for no good right. reason. The, f- the fact right. that
0: it's so long after that initial post, and that he does say, like, this is a defense of that, not an unprovoked attack, which I have tried mm. to uh, figure out with them personally, which this time gap makes me believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so go have a look at them for yourself and make your own mind up about stuff. But it does seem, I don't see in this any real reason. To not take what Mick Gordon is saying to be to make a lot of sense, yeah, right. Because he's also and writing this because he's like, hey, this tangibly impacted my reputation because mm. I remember
2: at the time people being like, oh, Mick Gordon fucked up the second one. So right, mm. yeah. Also, uh, we're all well and good for Bethesda to defend um, defend themselves and say, hey, this is not the whole truth. Uh, feel free to post. The, the bits of the emails that exonerate you. You know, like th- he's 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 shown what he, you know, says is evidence and it's there to read. And if you actually have something that shows you to be in the right, then I'm sure he welcome you to post that as well. You know, like yeah. Which they say they're willing to
0: do in the appropriate forum, which almost comes across as a like, take us to court cunt. Right.
2: Right. 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 Go on. Like th- try th- it He doesn't want to. He just wants to people to not think he's a dickhead. Like yeah. yeah. It's also kind of
1: weird to see this like a controversy and headlines about a game that has really just been and gone. You know what I mean? Like Mm. a game that Mm. came out, people were excited for like people were you know, a little middling on it, people who liked it played it. You know what I mean? But it doesn't have any kind Mm -hmm. of like it's not like a thing that people are still you know, it's like it's left the conversation and then all of a sudden it's like Hey, here's a big, <laughs> here it is, pulled back into the headlines. It's like, oh, okay, I guess we're talking about Doom Eternal again.
0: Also, just to quickly say one other thing about it, is like those things of like saying he misrepresents it and is like attacking us and is inciting. Mick Gordon has literally tweeted, hey, don't go at the at id. Right. Like right. the people who work there are incredibly talented, don't have a problem with them, tried really hard not to have a problem with Marty. The only reason I'm doing this is because so like he's specifically talking about this one guy's actions as a response to this one guy doing it in public. So yeah, it's like, and I I think it is absurd to suggest that he is making a claim that he's not been paid for work that he's done if he has been. Like you, that is not something someone would mischaracterize in this way. Right. That's either true or false. Right. Mm. Yeah. And he's got a long part anyway. People should have a look at it, um, if you're if you're if if you wanna know more because yeah, we don't wanna like talk too little about either side and then end yeah. up misrepresenting it by a yeah, mission. Yeah. It's yeah. hard with stuff.
1: I think like we're this. gonna start to see a lot more of this stuff though. Like it feels like mm. this is kind of like a two big ones in the last couple mm. of months and now yeah, the floodgates are really open for people being like you know, having that space and that sort of support and freedom to be like yeah, no, I got, you know, I got a bit fucked over here and whatever, life goes on. But, you know, we should all be striving for a bit better in our lives. Well, mm. in the
0: world in general, right? Yeah. Like as as pay rates and, and working conditions and that sort of stuff changes in the way that it is, people are getting a lot more pushed into the position where they are speaking very publicly about the um, issues they are having with their workplace. Yeah. Like they're doing that in
2: places like twitter about places like twitter for example yeah, like, yeah. but yeah oh. i think you're right like it's you know we're uh, we're entering another recession people i'm sure Mick gordon is like man i i could have used those extra few jobs that i would have got yeah. if I, if it had not shit canned me yeah no, um let me tell speaking you, being of being a freelancer it ain't yeah even. yeah speaking but, of uh <laughs> Relying on the support of your patrons uh, A, you can head to patreon.com Slash filthy casuals pod To get a free episode Free bonus episode every week And uh, uh, early access to videos And access to our uh, social networks That are private uh, Ten Premium bucks a episodes month. Premium episodes uh, And also We exist We are able to do this job Thanks to the help Of a couple of special little companies <laughs>
0: Knock 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 Who's that at the door? Burst. Oh, it's the (laughs) manscaped uh, genital bot. (laughs) Ready to get shaved. He's all hairy right now, but let's shave him, kids.
2: Oh, it's the <laughs> genital bot! I'm so happy to see you, genital bot. No, no, stay away from the genital bot, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen
0: to this. It's yeah, Manscaped is one of uh, the our, our sponsors here, and I tell you what, luckily it's easy to spruik them because they've got spruikable
2: products that uh, actually do what they say they do in a good way. That's right, and it's uh, you know, it's that time of year where you might be uh, wanting to buy some gifts. I actually sent a group text message to all of my my immediate family, saying, "Hey, everyone, what would you like for Christmas? Can you please tell me?" And I got a reply from Mum saying, "No way!" So that's really
1: helpful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what well, she means, um, like, she wants you to just, you know, intuit, take a yeah, take a curds only
2: under yeah. my tree. No way. <laughs>
1: I don't know if she's like, no,
2: you're the you're our child. Therefore, we get you gifts. You don't have to get us gifts. Oh, okay. Well, uh, she, I, I, she would, just...
0: I would take it to mean like, get me something that you'd think I want.
2: Yeah, I'm not which tell is impossible. I, I always just have to ask. Um, uh, but you know what your mum you wanna... might like? A bit manscaped. of manscaped
0: stuff. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you're right. It is gift giving season down here. It's coming in the summer. Yeah. What do you call it, Tommy? Cuffing season.
1: I, f- uh, I feel like
0: you've called it cuffing season before. Cuffing
1: season's been and gone. I think cuffing season's heading into winter because you want to like shack up. You want to shack up when it's cold. So right. You got those like you got those autumn months to uh you know right. find a partner. Well, whatever season it is, nights. it's a
0: gift giving season, and every season is the season where you should keep your hair neat and trim if you'd like to. <laughs> That's and, right. Um, yeah, Manscaped make great stuff for that. The lawnmower 4.0 is their like lead big shaver thing. No, it's not big. It's actually quite small. Get a mm. little charger. You can get it in a box called the uh, the something package. <laughs> the, the platinum p- package. The platinum. Yeah. Or yeah.
2: actually it might be the performance package. I think package. it's the performance There's two package. Two package. There's
0: yeah. a few yeah, different yeah. options that you can have a look at by going to manscaped.com and using the code filthy, which will give you 20% off of what you buy and free shipping as well.
2: That's right. I believe there may also be a Cyber Monday deal coming up. Um, so oh, it's Black Friday tomorrow too, right? And then yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah okay. a, Is it Thanksgiving uh, today in the US? Uh, good question. Let's see. We should have made this entire episode Thanksgiving theme. <laughs> the gobble, case. gobble. Those are some clean nuts. <laughs> I'm happy to.
0: Uh, next Thursday. Okay. Thank oh, okay. God.
1: <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> special next week.
2: Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about our pumpkin pies and all that shit. Yeah, Which Pokemon uh, would we eat at Thanksgiving yeah. dinner? Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and and email in and and hit us up on the socials with the what Pokemon you'd eat for Thanksgiving dinner. But yes, uh-huh. the performance package four point that has your uh, your lawnmower, it has your weed whacker, which is your ear and nose. Got some uh, oh, it's got a pair of boxes, some other like t- you know, a bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of stuff whole bunch of st- whole yeah, bunch t of shirt. Hmm. Yep. Oh, um, the f- the fake newspaper, fake yep. newspaper, <laughs> uh, yep. So the mainstream news. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, it's
0: on bloody Murdoch, bloody Manscaped Murdoch. Shit. Have a look at their website and see what you'd like or what someone who you like might like. That's Uh, right. And yeah, use the code FILTHY for 20% off and free shipping. That's the key. That's it. That's it. You know what else is the key to my cyber security (laughs) and my cyber putting a big Groucho mask, nose and glasses on and pretending I'm from a different place? Mm -hmm. NordVPN.
2: Ooh. Oh, yes. And we'll be talking about God of War, and they've got some Nordic people in there. <laughs> That's true. We'll um, be talking
0: about Pentiment, and that contains the letters V, P, and N. Okay. Yep. Actually, don't recall seeing a V at this point. No, right. I do. Venice. They say Venice, I think.
2: Oh, shit, son. Well, it all ties in perfectly. NordVPN, it, uh, yeah, it allows you to, to change your location, which is very handy for uh yeah viewing even like just free free content on stuff like youtube sometimes you have to change the the location mm-hmm. uh you appear to be in mm-hmm. uh it also provides yeah like virus protection malware protection and uh yeah added security for stuff like online banking or or personal home business stuff if you're like us we're, who uh you know we all work from home we work on our computers uh we no longer work out of notebooks and handwrite our information down on paper it was really hard to record a podcast with that can and string
0: we used to use. And luckily with the advent of computers, we don't have to. And yeah, NordVPN has uh, like a password manager as well and a file mm. encryption tool and all this stuff that you can uh,
2: use to to pr- protect yourself online. That's right. It's uh, It's incredibly <laughs> cheap as well. It's... It's cra- it's it's insane how cheap it is when you use uh, these deals. I I also I uh, I always used to have to just hope that there was like a you know Oz Oz budget whatever ba- Oz bargain you know coupon code or whatever, <laughs> um, and get like you know get it down to a few bucks a month. But now you just have to use uh, the code filthy. You go to nordvpn.com/ filthy and you get four months free. So hey, if you sign up for twelve months. That's a third of it, f- completely free, um, if the maths there is correct. I believe it is. You also get a crazy discount. It looks like it's down from two hundred and thirty-two dollars uh, American to eighty dollars for the first two years. So that's like two bucks, two bucks eighty-eight cents a month, which is insane. That's sixty-five percent off. So if these are the sort of numbers you want to be crunching out there on the internet in safety. nordvpn.com slash filthy that's the way to do it and thank you nord and thank you manscaped yeah and thank you god of
0: war for continuing to be a game that i was able to play to 100 percent completion within the first week of it coming out uh I, i ended up at about 43 hours and i got the platinum trophy Huge.
2: Jeepers, creepers! I can't imagine playing it for that long because I'm so yeah, I'm uh a bit under halfway through apparently by the sounds of things. Uh, how much m- how more of it have you played, Tommy?
1: Uh, yeah, I've had a, I've, I've got a pretty busy couple of weeks on, so I've played a bit more, and mm. yeah, I like it feels weird to be negative about something that is so technically impressive and polished and great in a lot of areas but I like I've got a new exhibition coming up so I'm pretty flat out working on that knowing that this game was coming out in the lead up to that I was like oh man this is going to be you know this is going to be tough I'm really going to be feeling myself like pulled in two separate directions got Mm. all this stuff to do but I know once it comes out I'm just going to get sucked in and it's it's honestly been a pretty it had yeah I mean I just kind of feel like I'm doing a playthrough, a replay through of number one, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like I have found Mm -hmm. it, I'm not feeling myself super invested in it. I'm not hating it. I'm enjoying it when I play it. But like, yeah, I said this to you guys uh, during the week that I'm really noticing the formula of it in a way that's like, you traverse for a bit, then you do a puzzle, then you do some combat. And I know that's every game, but for some reason, it's just... Yeah, it's just sticking out for me a bit more with this one. Like, Especially like I did this area where you really follow that pattern and by the end of it, characters are literally commenting on it going like, oh, great, we open the door and then these guys come out again. (laughs) I was like Mm. playing it going, Mm. yeah. (laughs) Like like, why are you having characters address this if it's like you're aware that you're doing this thing, you know what I mean? Like this pattern again and again and again. It's, but it's weird. I'm not hating it when I'm playing it. I'm just not feeling myself, like, like you know, sucked into it in the same way that I was with the first one. And maybe that yeah. is just the fact that, like we said last week, it's like you don't need to innovate, I guess, if you're just doing more of the same when the same is so good and so dialed in. But, I yeah, for me, I kind of feel like with a game like this that's such a big release of the year and, like, a big – franchise doing its next thing I subconsciously like I do expect there to be like a bit of innovation in it in some way I expect it to be Mm. kind of doing something that's surprising me and I don't think it's like a bad thing or like a failing that this isn't doing that but it's just it just kind of leaves it in this yeah in this weird place for me where I don't I still don't really know how I feel about it
2: yeah I think I think there are fewer set pieces um than i was hoping for so it ends up leaving with a lot of you uh fighting the same enemies for for very long periods of time and it's i I did definitely did check and like it's not heaps longer than the first one i assumed that it must have been because the pacing felt like it was dragging so much but like you know like they padded out areas with with just waves and waves of enemies but it's not it's the same length so maybe it is just poorly paced but i'm finding it very repetitive um lots of just like oh those lizard monkey guys who spit poison again you know for ages and ages it is revisiting the realms that you've been to in the previous game which probably doesn't help like the elf Mm. the high elf dark elf level is different part of the level but it's the same realm so aesthetically it's it's reminiscent of the previous game um, and then I think, yeah, I can't remember if we said this on the show or, or just in between, but, like, the structure of the game is, like, you know, fight, you know, start off in the in the forest, uh, a big god shows up and you have a big exciting set piece, and then you go to a bunch of levels that are, like, pretty traditional, you know, just, like, climb, walk, fight, climb, walk, do a puzzle, climb, walk, fight. Um, I think my issue as well is that I don't like Atreus as a character and there's been multiple sections where you just play as him mm. for like hours at a time when, um, yeah, I, I, I'm i more keen on Kratos as, as a protagonist. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not finding it to be quite as gripping as the first one. I've also seen now, since we did our review um, and we were a bit hesitant to go too negative on the dialogue, I've seen a lot of people commenting on the specifically how it's been like marvelified like i didn't think i think that we all thought we were more sensitive to that than most people and felt a bit you know hesitant to focus on that too much in the review but i've seen like a lot of comments a lot of like reddit posts like a lot of threads a lot of you know people responding to critical reviews or critics reviews that are it's positive it's not just
1: sticking out to us yeah, uh, a so lot of a people
2: long, saying it's long harder. a post
0: that blamed Mick Gordon fully for
1: <laughs> creating all of that. Yeah, Hardly. I kind of, <laughs> the first one too, I really liked that, and maybe this is just like, you know, the rose-coloured glasses of how I'm remembering it, but the first one, you kind of set out on your little quest, and you were just kind of, you know, the whole game felt like it was basically just you going from A to B, this mm-hmm. feels more – and, it, you know, of course my playthrough so far is like pl- pretty limited in how much time I've put in. So, Adam, you can probably speak to whether this changes or not. But this kind of thing where you feel like you're kind of jumping back in and out of that sort of central area is is mm. kind of not as interesting to me as like the propulsion of the first one where it just felt like you, you set off and then the whole thing is just this like one journey to an end point. We're trying to get to this place to – Scatter these ashes Like I just liked The simplicity of Going off on this one thing And you kind of getting You know Obviously stuff's coming up Along the way I liked that a lot more As a little journey Than what they're doing here
0: The biggest problem With this game After having finished And stuff Is the pacing of it Especially the part Where you said You were up to Before this Ben Is like There's a dip In the middle That you've just kind of Gone through And are about Mm. to come out of Um, The The it's it's kind of messy um, in a way that the first one was not. the mm. The biggest step downs that this one has taken from the first are in that structure of the um, initial, like the actual sort of story, which isn't the only thing in the single player, but like of that story, the the the. I think the reason that that do this, then do that, then do this, then do that. Sort of thing of it is standing out a bit more is because it doesn't have that focus. Mm. the 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 story kind of broadens to be about this other stuff, which makes it a little blurrier. And then the writing also drops a little bit. So I agree that like the pacing of it is bad. The second half of it improved noticeably for me. On that, it didn't reach quite the first one, but it, it but it does get better. Mm. But when again, this is like. Reminds me of like Final Fantasy 13 or something like that. When you've got to say, oh, it gets really better after hour 20 or whatever. Right. Then it's like, oh. But I really enjoyed the open, expansive side stuff. That stuff is great. Mm. The actual game is so fun to play and really comes into its own when you are given a bit more of that freedom that this game gives you where the first one didn't do quite as much Mm -hmm. to go and do all of the side stuff that is really, really good and is so hidden and like literally obscured mm. in in the main part of the game. Like you'll get Mamiya telling you like, oh, we should go have a look around before we go do the next thing. But the way that they've structured that doesn't work by going like, hey, you should press pause on the movie that you're watching and go and watch a different movie over mm. here." It's kind of how it feels. Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't, like in the, in the story that you're getting or like the little bits of flavor and whatever that you're getting in those side things, that's all well written and it works, I think better than a lot of the main story. Mm. Um, but it does feel weirdly separate to the the drive of the first one, which is also missing some of uh, sorry, the drive of the main story, which is also missing some of that great drive and great pacing mm. and really um, like tuggy pulling you along. Um, story that the first one had that isn't yeah. in the second one. It's weird right. to
1: have at the same time have a system where if you're if you're looking at a puzzle for more than three seconds, a character goes, "Why don't you shoot an arrow at it?" But then have <laughs> <Yep>. this. <laughs> then, as you're saying, Adam, have this side stuff that is like hidden and so easy to me. You know what I mean? To have like mm. both enormous of those things as well. going on mm. at the same time. It's right. so weird,
0: hidden but also like significant. Yeah, yeah, like it's double. It doubles the size of the game essentially, and and it it is better than a lot of what you're doing in the sort of main story of that game. The story gets to better places in that second half. Does some interesting things with Atreus that like um, I think were a lot more interesting than what's happening in that first half. The sort mm-hmm. of section that that the, the 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 big dip section for me was like where you meet a new character. And you quite slowly plot along this sort of side thing that um, yep. isn't well written at all. Yeah. And after that, things improve once you start interacting more with the villains, which has always been the thing, not only in the first God of War, but that initial bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Getting these well acted and interesting villains who, for the most part, are good. Like the brief intro you get to, like, Thor and o- Odin early on. Mm-hmm. Those characters get more interesting later. I think, maybe not right at the end. <laughs> yeah. Not to spoil anything, I won't spoil anything. But like, I did I hear,
2: think, I did hear that the very ending is, uh, yeah, is not to to a lot of people's satisfaction.
0: I think, yeah, but it's the there's a big chunk in that sort of back half to two thirds of the game. Mm. That is a lot more engaging than the the issues that it has, especially earlier on in its story. I didn't realize that Odin was Toby from uh, The West Wing.
3: Oh uh, well.
2: he's de- he definitely felt recognizable. That voice felt like a yeah, like someone that I did, like an like an actor actor. Um yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, apparently, um, someone pointed out on one of our. Oh, one of our L.A. Noir videos <clears throat> that an actor we thought we recognised was Sindri from God of War. Um, oh, so right. there's, yeah, there's definitely those, some, some good performers in here. They're,
0: they're, there's good stuff that they do with most of the characters in this game. Drop the ball with a bit of it. It's just, it's a shame that the overall, like overall, it's good not as good as the first one but there's patches where it's like way worse than the first right. one yeah and, it and just, it's just I, whether I think you're it's... able to swim through those troughs that will um you know heavily influence how much you come away liking this
2: it's bizarre that it has it, gotten so many perfect scores though because it's not a perfect game like it's definitely a very very good game it's a high budget game with a lot of detail and care and like yeah, like you said, the gameplay itself, the, the, the crux of the you know, what you're doing is still good. It's identical to the yeah. previous game. Yeah. But it's still good. It feels very rewarding. It's not and it head changes
1: shoulders above when you get
0: those those side mm. things too, because that identical thing, yes, for a while, but it like there are differences to it that it doesn't get you with at first, which is right. a strange and maybe poor choice.
2: Right. It's just yeah, it just strikes me as odd that it's getting, you know, 10s out of 10s. Like the menu is confusing and sh- like there are aspects to criticize. Mm. Like it's not it's and it's like yeah, I think we all agree regardless on how much we like it, it's not as good as the previous one, but no, it's a bit yeah.
0: disappointing in that way and I think that the biggest part where your mileage will vary is obviously with the most subjective part of it, which I would consider to be the story. Mm-hmm. Like that is going to be a a different case for different people of course but i think if you enjoyed the first one it's probably safe to assume that you enjoyed the story of that and i think the story of this one differs in a not positive way from that one right like in terms of structure not just different like oh i don't like change or whatever but like the the way they the the worst parts of it are have a different tone to what that game did, have a different structure to how that game thoughtfully structured it. You can have a different structure mm. but the thoughtfulness isn't there in the same way, mm. which is a shame. This is a very good game still, and I tell you what, I fucking loved actually playing it right up until the end. I right. like, did all the hard bosses and whatever similar to the first one you'd think. Mm-hmm. Hey, surprise surprise, there's bosses in this game. I'm not spoiling anything. Um and
2: and lap that cat shit cat up yeah, like yeah. a like a thirsty little cat. Yeah. Um, That's good. I loved the Valkyrie stuff in the first one. Like, yeah. I was going back for seconds. I was going back and I was clocking off all of those, yeah, optional bosses and shit. I really did love that first one. Um, But, yeah, I'll continue playing it, obviously. I'm sure, like, we do have a couple more games that are coming up before the actual end of the year, before we do our Game of the Year episodes. But, um, I mean, yes, I've been up until 2am playing Crusader Kings 3, but... I will devote some more time <laughs> to God of War Ragnarok. Um, I think it's worth, especially from the
0: point you're up to, mm. it, it picks up a bit. There's some some good stuff in there, um, and it and it's good. And if God of War 2018 had never come out, th- there mm. wouldn't be this quite high bar to compare it to. That's this true. game is doing a good job of the type of game that this is in 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 the line of these kind of Sony first party things, but then I guess we'd be comparing it to the last of us part two unfavorably or whatever. It's just like, it's a lot more of a normal get, but like some of that stuff that it does with the, with the more exploratory aspects of it, I really got hooked into and, and really love them and it looks fucking great. Yeah. And um, is, it's just, there's something cool about when you play a big, high budget, high production value game, Just seeing, like, fucking hell, these things are capable of being crazy. Yeah, Yeah.
2: absolutely. Uh, Well, another game that I had high hopes for, and unfortunately did not have those hopes uh, attained, was a game called Somerville. Uh, This is made by uh, a company called... Fuck, what is it? Jump something? Weird name for a company? Jumpy Boy. (laughs) um, Jetpack Man. Uh, It's it's made by one person... Pardon? jump ship, jump ship. Thank you. Uh, one of the people f- from Playdead, um, who made Limbo and Inside, uh, Playdead uh, had a bit of a schism, a bit of a split, and uh, at least one person left to go uh, join this developer. It's not they're not like the head of the development company. They're not the you know like the the big boss, but they are part of this company, Jump Ship, and uh, they made a game called Somerville. It came out on Game Pass a few days ago. It is in a similar style to, to an Inside or something like that. It's um, sort of 2.5D, um, more probably similar to uh, sections of Kentucky Route Zero, where you do have 3D movement, but it's, it's mostly, you know, pre-rendered set uh, Vista's diorama-y sort of levels. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, similar to Inside, it is a, a puzzle game. It's not a platformer in the in the way that Inside was. There's not really nece- any necessary sort of um, precision with your movement. Um, it is just about moving through each sort of section. Most of the time, honestly, it's not even about solving puzzles. It's just about looking at what's happening. Right. Uh, and what's happening is alien invasion. It starts off just in a family home. You know, as mum, dad, a uh, little baby boy, and a dog, and Bang, aliens invade. You're the you play as the dad. You sort of have a thing happen where you wake up hours later uh and everyone's gone except for the dog. So your mission uh is to find your wife and child. And yeah, you you just sort of traverse through very slowly through these this English countryside apparently it's set in England um looking at the results of this invasion. Lots of tents everywhere, lots of shit busted. Um, there is sort of this alien matter that sort of has like swamped and taken over certain, you know, fences, buildings, tunnels, and you have a little ability that allows you initially to turn it, to sort of uh, get rid of it. If you sort of grab onto like a light pole or something, the light will affect this stuff. Um, You can turn it to sort of liquid essentially, so you can move through it or you can get rid of it. Um, and then you do get other abilities later on as the game progresses, but it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's using that sort of ability to like find a PowerPoint or a light pole or a something or a camera and use your ability to get rid of the shit that's in your way. And sometimes you're like finding a power plug over here and dragging it down here, but, oh, it, it's caught on that tree. Oh, well, if you to go over here and push this over, you know, it's, it's a, a lot of that environmental puzzle solving, um, sort of a bit of physics stuff as well. Um, it's very easy. It's not, it's complicated as something like inside where it was like, you know, genuine sort of logic puzzles. This is much more just like, Oh, well, there's like two things you can do here. So you're going to end up doing them at some point. Um, and it's quite a short game. It's only like four, four and a half hours long. I was very surprised to have paused it last night. Look at the chapter select thing and be like, Oh, I'm more than halfway through this game. All right. Um, it's just, it's not, it's not as good as, as, as Playdead's um, resume, unfortunately. Right. It's, the puzzles, yeah, like I said, aren't very complicated. Um, walking around feels a bit sluggish. Uh, and the cr- there's only like th- two controls. It's like, you know, interact and use a power. Um, but even, yeah, just like the interaction seems a bit um, imprecise, you know, a bit floaty. Like, there are puzzles that I was failing, like, over and over again. And then I was like, oh, just look it up. And it's like, no, you were doing literally the right thing. It just so happened that the physics of the game was, like, kicking this bucket on a string to the left instead of the right. Or, you know, like, just kind of small annoyances like that. Right.
1: That kind of stuff drives me crazy. Being like, I, yeah. am, I am doing it. <laughs> yeah. Beating myself. Maybe up you, up you as should as shoot well. an arrow at it,
2: brother. <laughs> 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 um uh but look visually it's cool and i do like this actually the the best thing about it is the sound design like the weird alien noises the mm-hmm. explosions the creaks the you know like the the cavernous sort of you know like that all all that stuff is really really good at setting the scene and setting the tone and yeah visually it's it's good as well and i do like the design of it that semi 3d you know cresting a hill and being like oh fuck there's this whole other area now where i'm going to have to get you know And some of the puzzle stuff is kind of intelligent, but overall it's a bit of a letdown. And I think critically it's kind of been getting that response. It's been getting a sort of six, seven out of 10 rather than, you know, the nines that an inside was getting, which I do feel is fair. Um, So, but you know, if you are fully into that style of game and want to see that sort of alien invasion post-apocalyptic world uh, and not really need it to be as much of a challenge, uh, then it's probably worth giving a crack. And if you have Game Pass, it's on Game Pass. Um, so I do recommend trying it out at least. But for me, yeah, bit just a bit of a letdown. Fair
0: enough. Well, a let up. A game I didn't expect to be good and I'm enjoying way more than I thought I would. I don't know why Ooh. I didn't expect it to be good because I'm talking about Pentiment from Obsidian who make good games yes. have good writing and this game is all writing. But... Yep. Uh, I think initially just the look of it put me off, but this game looks fucking awesome. It turns out right. I'm here to say I was wrong about what I thought in my head and didn't have to admit about Pentiment. <laughs> oh, okay, um, okay. It's yeah. really cool. So Penterman what is, is Pentiment? So you are an artist in Thank the uh, early 16th century, I think, in this like small country town in Bavaria. You're okay. working illustrating these books. And oh. you, it's it's an adventure game that is uh, really stylistically uh, cool, all presented as this uh, medieval looking like tapestry kind of art, that sort mm-hmm. of side on 2D awkward drawing, weird faces type of thing when you think of like a medieval painting. That is what this game looks like. It's presented as though it's all illustrations in a book and like when someone's talking to you, you can click on a word to get a definition of it and it'll zoom out of the frame, have that as like a little insert, an illustration inside a page of a book and then the definition is on the outside. Everyone speaks in uh, these caption boxes where like the scratching of the quill on the parchment is like conveying their tone. So if they're angry, it'll be like, Oh, right. right and right. then like the font that it's in almost represents their accent and their voice. Like mm-hmm. these, the monks will speak with this very like, um, fancy, like print dogmatic mm. looking monastic type. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the simpler people in the, in the village will speak with like kind of a sloppier, handwriting Mm -hmm. it all works so well to tell this story about this artist guy that you are who you choose sort of your background as you go through the early parts of the game and get caught up in murder mysteries
3: Mm. you're unraveling
0: a a filthy secret that's hidden underneath the so pentiment apparently means like a painting that is revealed behind another painting over the top of it Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like like, when like, when, like, when it's been touched up or whatever, the pentiment is the painting behind that, I think. Right. So it's like, what's really going on here is the name That's of the That's
2: cool. Game. That's cool. I like that a lot. Fuck, we've been playing a lot of uh, problem-solving, mystery-solving games lately. Oh, mm. And this one is just absolutely doing it to
0: me. You've got this Hell wide yeah. kind of cast of characters uh, who are all kind of pretty well-written, I think. Um, you're doing it over this span of time. I haven't, like, I'm still r- relatively early on in the game. The one thing about it that stresses me out mm. uh, is that you've got a limited time. So, kind of like in Persona or something like that, where if you take an action in like a block of time, it will move the day forward. So, right. you go from morning to evening to whatever and like have the chance to go and question, like, say, one person in this block of time, but you've got maybe three that you can talk to. So you're not going to get the whole picture ever. You're not going to fully explore every aspect of this game in one Mm. go through. And it does seem like it's built to be a little replayable in that because you can create these different backgrounds for your character and like different um, areas of study that you did at university that give you sort of different dialogue options as you go through. Um, I, I am really into it. It's well written. It's engaging. The sound and visuals of it are so well done. Um, there's one strange. Th- it's got like accessibility stuff where you can turn off the fonts and just oh, have yeah. it be te- which which helps. But there's one strange thing it does where it'll it'll you know be like you're that someone's writing out this this print um, as you're as you're reading it. And it'll get letters wrong and, you know, cross them out and then replace it with the right letter, which doesn't feel like a handwriting thing to me. That's a typing Mm. thing to Mm -hmm. get a letter wrong. And I don't think I've ever been writing and quite done it like that where I've accidentally put an F instead of an S or whatever. Right, and that's kind of distracting me, and I don't get it. It's such a small <laughs> nitpick because it goes away almost instantly, and it's just meant to be a fun thing. But it happens quite. It's often. It's not like but they're anyway.
2: changing their mind about what they're going to say or something. It's just like a. An error. It's one letter. It's literally one letter in the thing will 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 change over, and it doesn't
0: appear to be tied into anything that they're saying. Right. So it's just an odd uh, an odd thing, but like pretty much every aspect of it is is really. Um, working for me. I the, the the look, the sound, the writing, the the overall story, the way that like I I get stressed by not being able to do everything in a game. I went and fucking hundred percent at God of War mm. because of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I but if you let yourself into it and go, Hey, I'm experiencing this story and guess what? In real life, back in medieval Europe, you didn't get to go fucking have dinner at everyone's house. <laughs> right. So you've gotta you know play it as a story, go yep. through and try and solve these mysteries as you're going through. Similar to like Case of the Golden Idol that we've been playing on YouTube mm. with your intuition and your understanding of what people have said rather than like a a more rote kind of like, well, there was a bloody knife next to this person, so say that as a clue with the right objection time. To- right. Like mm.
2: it's it's by using your brain and I'm really, really into it. Cool. Fuck like, yeah! I've I've already got it installed. I'm very excited to play it. Uh, I kind of wish that I'd played that instead of Somerville for this <laughs> week, but um, I'll I'm literally I'm gonna play it after we uh, finish yeah. recording.
0: <laughs> it's on Game Pass and it's uh, thirty bucks Australian on Steam. If you don't have that, I recommend it. I think it's quite slow. I don't think that mm. it'll be for everyone. I think that you will enjoy it, Ben. I but I do think that it um it's not like super um. Active, it, mm-hmm. it is. It is taking its time, and it is doing a pretty specific thing of being like, you know, this game about interacting with all these like religious peasants. Right. That, uh, I don't think will necessarily appeal to everybody in tone. That is the one caveat I put on the recommendation: is like, mm-hmm. if you aren't looking for a uh, heavily writing focused game right. about medieval Europe, right. then guess what. Don't look in this direction. <laughs> yeah, you'd yeah, be surprised yeah. to hear. But it is it is so fully going in with what it's um, trying to do of like having this slow paced, uh, in depth, not trying to be flashy tone. That Ooh. um, you know, be be ready for that. And if you enjoy that, like a Kentucky Route Zero or something like that, if those are up your alley, then I think that this will be that same alley, but a little further
2: down. It cool. really sounds a lot like that game that I played last year, the Life and Suffering of Sir Bronte, which was sure. not—it was not mystery solving, but it was you know it was like choose your own adventure, um, guide this story, similar thing, choose certain yes. things about your background, and you know have to sort of make you know skill based decisions and stuff like that it's you know it is like the dialogue and and skill-based stuff of like a fallout game without any other gameplay and that (laughs) had like a similar illustrated kind of style right like yes and same same era same setting it was like i think a fictionalized version of of medieval europe as well so uh little nice little double feature for some people maybe there but yeah i'm excited to check it out um, I've been playing so much Crusader Kings 3, like I really, I don't know why, but I've just fully sunk back into it, and I'm also playing Marvel Snap, and I'm like, you know, me, getting other people hooked as well. Fuck, I'm, I can't stop playing Marvel Snap. I was about to
1: say, that's the only other thing I've engaged with this week, smashing about an hour of Marvel Snap in bed every yep. night. Maybe yeah. the first like <laughs> Marvel thing that I've properly engaged with that's ever come along. Um, yeah, fuck! It's just so, it's so yeah. I'm loving it. It's so addictive. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, well, I'm 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 sitting over here ready to be, you know, peeking a couple of chews myself. Mm. Yeah. It is bizarre to be getting another Pokemon game so quickly. It, yeah. It, it was January. I
1: know. I'm looking, for, but, yeah, I mean, I'm curious, I'm curious to see, uh, reviews haven't come out yet, but I'm curious to see mm, what people make, a lot whether, of, whether it's like, uh, a it's lot of copies same. are out there. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, yeah. I've
0: seen sort of, I've gone and looked up what people are saying, Who you know, the real people who've actually played it, boots on the <laughs> yeah. ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of what you would expect. Runs like fucking shit, I think, um, and is a Pokemon game. bit more of
1: the same. Takes yeah. away
0: uh, some of the stuff because this and Arceus were sort of developed alongside each other, so it isn't right. exactly the same stuff as but is an open world, and I'm excited to, to give it a give it a go and, and talk about
2: it, in, uh, let's say a week. Yeah, mm, same okay. time, same place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, same, same filth time, same
2: filth channel.
1: All right. We better wrap it up for another week here on Filthy Casuals. Head to our website, filthycasuals.com.au uh, for all the links to all the stuff that we have going on. We've got the Patreon where you can get a bonus episode every week. We've got the premium episodes linked to on there. We've got the YouTube channel where we're putting up a couple of videos a week, hundreds and hundreds yes. of videos on there of uh, as, our playthroughs Nox- of... Nox mentioned Case of the Golden Idol. That's a fantastic
2: indie game that we loved playing, and we played that on YouTube. I think it's four parts. Uh, fucking awesome game. We had a great time playing it. So go and watch that. Uh, go and watch p- us play L.A. Noir as well. We're solving mysteries left, right, and center on YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com slash up casuals
0: up of us playing Warzone or of me playing Warzone.
1: Yep. We yes. We in as a
0: three, but we played it as a one. I suppose we should quickly say Warzone seemed all right. Seems like the yeah. first one, but Warzone 2.
1: New map. Seems. Yep. Yeah. New, new, map. new map. New map. New map. map. <laughs> new map. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's going to do us for this week. We'll be back next week. Thanks very much for listening. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals,
0: I provide this statement purely as a defense to what McGordon Gordon said. Uh, uh, who up? That's my post.
3: <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello?